Hold it together, Josh. Come I can't. On. You're such a freaking lightweight now. Uh, no, it was just your off mic conversation. Was funny. Oh, right. And no, right. I'm not a lightweight. I drink liquor now. This stuff does nothing to me. How is that keto? Because there's no carbs in liquor. And alcohol does not get converted to sugar. That is a big myth. Big old myth. I'll show you a big old myth. Uh, I mean, look, there's a bottle of gin in there. There's a handle of vodka. Yeah. There's some. No, I saw it in there. I'm just yeah. like, bam, son. I mean, I'm drinking now. <laughs> I went from I'm not drinking during the week to I'm drinking. <laughs> nah, it's just like a glass of whiskey at night. But I can't have my carbs, so I will drink. Yep. Doctor said I can have one glass of liquor a day. So this handle's a glass, right? Yeah. I mean, it's glass. It's in the, your hand. Savor yep. the top off. Yep. That's what I love about that uh, like 20-some-odd-ounce Divine Barrel glass. Oh, yeah. It's just, just one ha- beer, honey. I'm just, ha- I'm just having one. Is that Baptist? Yes, it is. No, this is. I don't know. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm, I'm ha- I got basically a bomber of Baptist in this glass. Shush. Hush it. And that's not including the some that I had some downstairs as I was filling it, and it was like you know <laughs> little foaming for up you, a little, bit, little yeah. for me. Ugh, good times. Yeah, clearly. What's new, Josh? Well, I thought it'd be fun because GABF is upcoming to talk about some of the new breweries from the state of North Carolina. I'm not going to go through this entire list, but some of the new oh, yeah. breweries. I heard are, about them. Birdsong Brewing? Yeah. yeah. That are new going new to, brewery here in uh, North Carolina? That are going to be going to JBF. Oh, okay. Cool. So, in other words, the people that are listed here did not attend last year or maybe even ever. So, it could be a first-time thing. It could be... The first time been. in a minute because D9 has been... They just haven't, I guess, didn't go last year. Do you need to be invited to this? Oh, oh, I don't know what the criteria are to meet to go to JBF. I don't Cause, know. Because like some of these I look at and I can't imagine. Well, instead of pointing, why don't you tell the listeners? So there's one on here from Charlotte called Protagonist. It's one of the newest yes. spots. Yes. And I, I mean, I can't imagine that they have like I. I have not heard much hype about them, so I can't imagine that you know based on reputation they're getting invited. So I, I mean, I'm assuming that they can just apply to get in, or maybe it's like is isn't this the is this the thing where it's kind of like getting tickets uh, for a concert on Ticketmaster and like you know you have to have somebody on a computer at the right time? Like this feels like a conversation we had with like. Buy tickets for us as consumers, yes. I mean, but you basically yeah, but have to enter and they select you, but if you've meddled, I think there's something to do, like, if you meddled within a period of time, it's an automatic bid or an automatic entry. Like, you can defend your shit. I don't, I don't know. Again, yeah, that's, so, that's kind of where my recollection is on this, but it could not be, it could be slightly off. So the breweries from North Carolina that are going to be going to GABF, uh, first one up we have is Ask Clown. Well, see, this isn't everybody going, though. Because Old Hickory's going, and we're not on this list. I, I've got a list down here that shows you're not, technically. That says newcomers and missing breweries. Yeah. I mean, Old Hickory's won several times. I wouldn't consider yeah. them to be a newcomer. The article literally says newcomers and missing breweries. Is missing? That's right uh-huh. there. It's right there. Yeah, as missing. You scrolled through everything. I don't know where... I mean, it's filtered by state, and Old Hickory is under the missing pile. Okay. So that was as of July 30th. Who knows? So anyways, let me get back up. Yeah. So at any rate, we've got some from North Carolina going in. Yeah, so we've got Bird, Ask Clown, Birdsong. Carolina Brewery? Carolina Brewery. Is that Brewery. the one that's, uh, that works with Foothills? Yes. Okay. Mm. No? No. No? I thought they were. There's the Carolina Brewery and there's the Carolina Brewing Company. Ah, two different ones. Yes, gotcha. Okay. Natty Greens, which you know what's funny I'm, is as big as they kind of got around here, I haven't seen or heard much of them lately. 
Happens. Yep. Uh, pilot, 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 pilot. Where's? It that, says Charlotte. That'd be here. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just. They're off to... of uh, Central Avenue, Plaza Midwood. They're, okay. They're small. Okay. Three barrel system, I think. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Pitt Street Brewing, which is out of Greenville, North Carolina, not South. Or, no, sorry, Greensboro, not Greenville. Uh, we already mentioned protagonist, and then. Sidetracked out of Morganton. Triple C. See, Triple C's been before because they've... But again, this okay. this isn't right. for the first time. This is... Maybe you haven't been in a minute. So, you know, Triple C wasn't there last year, at least. Bonesaw's gonna be there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and the last one is Wise Man. <laughs> wise, then, man wise Man out of uh, Winston-Salem. Yes. Yeah. Scroll down to the ones that we already let me, talked about. Let me one. see what the criteria. This is the list of breweries who attended last year's but will not be in attendance this year. And sure enough. Weird. I mean, maybe Old Hickory is just not pouring, but we sent entries and we're sending people. So I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, we, we talked about it. Old Hickory is not okay. on this list. But maybe they are. Maybe this list is old. Who knows? Maybe this guy's sequel query had a bad join. Who knows? Beer Army's not going to be there. Bold Missy's not going to be there. But Beer Army's closed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoops. Carabas. Or Carabas. Cabarrus. Cabarrus. Whatever. I mean, it's only the next county up. I don't pay attention to shit outside of Mecklenburg, bro. Now, this one's odd for me. The no Wicked Weed. Because, you know, it seemed like that was kind of their move was to stack both of their quote-unquote production breweries in there. Right, and and I was going to say, I, so I did look through the rest of this to see if this was like an A-B power move of like, we're not going to send anybody like 10 barrel or and nobody else is on there, so I don't know why Wicked Weed's not going. Yeah, who knows? Interesting, though. Won't be there this All year. Right. Oh, well, I'm just going to be heartbroken of no, Deep River. all these breweries that at a that aren't pouring at a festival I'm not going to. Yeah, I know. That's that's one of those things where it's on the list. I want to go at some point just to say that I went, but trying to get tickets is such a pain in the ass. Perhaps you may know a way. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Nope. All right, fair enough. <laughs> What's nothing to do with that conversation? <laughs> well, kind of going along, and we are in peak festival season and will continue to be so for another couple of months. I found this article. Most of this shit's common sense, but some things to make sure you do survival tips. It's a yeah. listicle. Yeah, it's Almost. a listicle. You mean I'm not supposed to drink before I go to an all you can drink event? No, you're not. What? Yeah. Oh, geez. I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Although I will constantly argue that very first point of eat before you go. Cause your food consumption has zero effect on how fast you get drunk. The only thing I could see as a, a somewhat related point to that is that, you know, if you've had a decent sized meal, at least for me, I'm less likely to drink as much because Bingo. I'm full. Yeah. That, so that's it's not, the key. Like, it's not going to impact my absorption in, you know, any of that. It's just going to, like, I'm just not going to drink as it's much. It's just going to slow down my consumption at first. Yeah. At first. Uh, yep. Use public transportation. Come Wait, on, that's what? a brainer. You mean I can't go to a beer? I shouldn't go to a beer fest and then go driving? No. Bad idea. Okay. Bad idea, Jeans. Uh, this one's actually kind of obvious, but I feel like a lot of people don't do it. Check the weather before you go. Like, is it going to be rainy? Yes. If it's going to be rainy, make sure you're prepared for that. The one and only time I went to the uh, went to a beer festival here in Charlotte... Uh, it poured. Yeah, we went to the same one, and it was a shit show. Yes. Oh, that's mud, cute. Mud trough was gross. But yeah, make you know. I mean, and it, it depends, right? Like some, some festivals are indoors, right? Like GABFs indoors. Yes. So you know, like you may have that, but even if you're going to like, oh, I don't know, Dark Lord Day or the Untapped Beer Festival, like. Be aware that weather may impact your outdoor event. Not only that, but also, too, if it's available, not all festivals do this, but some do. If they have a map of where everybody's going to be, yes, plan it out ahead of time so you know what booths to go to and what places to ignore. Like the one time I went to the Bourbon Festival that's here, like I looked to see there was like Buffalo Trace and there was Pappy and like 
those were the first places that I went because I knew what was going to happen if I didn't go to those yeah, they right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah they're done. Yeah, they're going to be gone. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no. Who's going to be there? Make your list. This one is important. Hydrate, 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 hydrate. Drink all the water. Like oh, yeah. normally what I do at a beer festival, like I don't go to a ton of them, but when I went to the sausage fest. <laughs> yeah. You can laugh all you want. I will. I went to a sausage fest. Yeah, and I thoroughly enjoyed myself. But he just, I would he can't keep his mouth shut about it either. No, I'm considering dragging you two fucks with me this year. Because I really think it's that good. You really want to experience us at the sausage fest? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Uh-huh. I do. Oof. I want you to experience a sausage fest with your own mouths. Uh, He's really trying hard. I, we'll I see y'all next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. Uh, but normally what I do, at least myself, if, if I go to a beer festival, is I will get my sample. Once I finish it, I will fill it up with water and immediately drink that yeah. right afterwards. So in other words, I'm almost one-to-one-ing a yeah, beer and then a water. That's the, the plus. Like, just drink your rinse water. Yes. Because it's still going to taste like, unless that beer that you poured out is just wretched. Yeah. In which case, I don't necessarily want to double up on that, but you know. Yes. Uh, next one should be pretty obvious, but drink responsibly. I Man, I don't know. I feel like, so for a lot of folks, when it's their first time at a festival. They lose their fucking minds. That's right. Because suddenly I have, well, depending on the festival, right? Like if it's one of those festivals where you pay a ticket price and then you get free pours. I mean, like, people will go crazy, and, like, I, you know, you, you see those people stand in line, and they're like, um, give me your Imperial whatever, because they're there to get drunk. They've, discer- they, they've done the beer math, and they've realized that the 30, 40 bucks to get in, they can get sloshed in a hurry. And you can spot these people a mile away, and if you haven't spotted them a mile away, it might you, be you. you know them, well, you know them when they open their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> or it might be you. But no, you're or right. it might be you. You're right. So yeah, drink responsibly. Just you know, like I said, I like the one to one. Fill it up, get a full sample, or you know, however much they pull, and then fill that glass up with water. Man, I this this comment here, like this first sentence to me should be like like on the sign on the the, the billboards for everybody. Like this is not a know that, know how the effects of alcohol play a role in your personality. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that too. You know. If you're Josh, you get real huggy, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, nobody has a problem with huggy Josh. Right. Yeah, I just get huggy. But I've, I'm sure all three of us have witnessed the angry drunk at a beer festival. And that just is no fun. The angry drunk, the sad drunk, the huggy drunk, the klepto drunk. Klepto drunk. Yeah, people that steal shit. Yeah, I know what you mean, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm, people I'm like, especially if you have like, I've never ran into a klepto shirts and everything like hanging up. People will find ways to like steal your merch. Huh? Wow. You got to have eyes on the back of your head. That's people crazy. coming from the bathroom sometimes. That's crazy. I mean, basically, it amplifies people's tendencies. Yeah, it, it, it and, amplifies. And at this point, like you know, make sure you know when it is time for you to go home. Well, and that's the next part of this too is sampling etiquette. So yeah. Make sure you're not the douchebag that's standing in line and like literally chugging your sample and then putting your glass right up there and getting another one. Get your sample, turn around, and walk away. A a beer festival is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yes, there is the potential that if you don't hurry up and get pours of all of the big, hot, high ABV, whatever, you may miss something. Guess what? There's still plenty of other options. Not only that, but, you know, the... This article points out, and it's something I'm sure a lot of people don't think about. You, we all are drinking out of sampling glasses. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have this glass completely full to the brim. You can ask them for a small pour. Yeah. Say, hey, can you just pour half? And I'll be honest, I get irritated with the breweries that think they're giving, doing a favor by juicing it up a little bit or filling it up to the full. Like a lot of festivals, I mean, most of them have a, a sample pour line, like. Here's where your you should be pouring. Yep. So I get really ticked off if I am trying to like hit a bunch of other places and someone's like, "Hey, here's eight ounces of something you probably don't want." Yeah. Yeah. Like, Ugh. so nobody else is drinking this one, huh? Awesome. Well. Well, and, and to the next point in this, if you get something you don't like, it is okay to not like it, but don't dump it out right in front of the brewer. <laughs> Just go. Happy birthday to the ground. Your beer sucks. <laughs> That's right. Happy birthday to the next. 
the booth over. Yeah. Uh, which is another reason you could you could. Spot. Hey, I'd like a pour yours. Oh, I still have some of this. Let me dump it out real quick. You can yeah. find the crappy breweries at beer festivals too because the dump bucket beside them is shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one is important. Know when it is time to leave. Oh, yeah. Just which, because it's an all-day affair doesn't mean you need to be there all day. And, and you know, like, <clears throat> so having done Dark Lord Day a couple times, you know, typically you get in line a little before it opens and you bottle share. So you're already, like, you know, as much as it says don't pregame, I mean, if you get yeah, there before it opens, you're already kind of pregaming a little bit, at least at Dark Lord Day. You know, you get in, you find a table, you're bottle sharing with everybody. I mean, honestly, you're not a Dark Lord Day for Dark Lord. You're not. Well, and I was going to say, so truth be told, yes, I know you want me to experience that line, but if I go, I'm not going until the first bands go on. Yeah, I know. Because I'm not there for anything else right. but those bands. But I've never, like... But I mean, I, I, I would do the full experience, but if the, the I was a Jason and I was going yearly... My ass would not be there until those bands hit the stage. I know, he likes the bottle share. I like the bottle share. It's fun. You know, but at the same time, like after doing that and then running around a little bit and being inside, you know, in, in, inside the, the, the gates and everything, like it's okay to leave. You don't have to stay and close the place down. Like that may be a sign of, of a problem. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's not a chuck. No, no chuck. Well, that one's a chuck. Oh, yeah, that one's real bad. That was yeah. Oh, anyway, here's another thing that people at beer festivals don't really think about is yeah. the people at the other side of the table. Like that's a good perspective. I've been there. If the beer festival goes from like noon to f- like say noon to five, I've been there at a, like probably eleven o'clock. Right. Already getting set up ten thirty, depending on how much I've what the situation looks like. Uh, if it ends at five o'clock, I'm going to be there till six. Like take whatever time that, you know, the attendees can be there. And I've been there two hours longer. And not I'm, only that, I, but you not just, drinking. I'm ready to go that I'm ready yeah, for a beer. I know. I'm insane. ready to go home. And someone's like, Oh, come on, man. Can't you just, no, 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 no. If it is like, um, like the second that, uh, the, it's time for me to stop pouring. It taps her up. It's done. It's well, and I, and I was going to say every state's different, but in the state of North Carolina, if you are working at a festival, you are a worker. You are not allowed to drink. So Wells's point is: beyond if I'm extra. serving a beer, yeah. I can't taste it. Well, I mean, you can't I can it. taste it for like quality assurance, but you know, that's it. Right. I can't. It's blow quality it. assurance. Yeah. It's, well, it's like you know, you can try and make sure that right. Yeah, try it at the beginning, and that's that's it for right. you tasting beer for the day. Yeah. Sucks. Which, yeah, that would really suck. Like. We've all been that sober person in a room full of drunk people. Now imagine putting that into a beer festival and having to do that. God, and this is why I don't go back to beer festivals. Yeah, especially considering like you know it's a Saturday. It's kind of like you know it's never really on your day off because as long as you're working salary, it's not really your day off. But, right. But crap, man, I, I don't want to like pour beer for a whole bunch of people that are drinking and I'm not. Like, yeah. that's not always that's, the yeah, most fun thing in the world. So kind of suck. Just. I mean, plus the event ends, the permit ends, and yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to get in trouble. Well, and, and yeah, so again, don't don't be that guy or girl. You know, if you're worried about not getting enough samples, get there earlier. Or and if you're there the whole day, you don't need any more. I don't care if you're buy a case of Natty Light and just call it a day, man. If you're trying to drink 24 beers in a day or whatever, like if you're just going for quantity rather than quality, stay home. It's cheaper. Yeah, it's true. So we've we've made fun many times about this whole drinkable marijuana thing that's coming to beer, and in fact, we've had some CBD beers, we've had some beers terpenes, terpenes, which are not THC things. This is a little different, but you know that's marketed like directly at. But let's face it, when we've had those terpene beers, were they really any good for the most part? If you like burp and pineapple, well, that was the one. The ceremonial we. The ceremonial is a little different, yes, but, but some of what we've had have not been good. And this article kind of brings up this point of, is this really how people want to get high? And but, I would be the first person to say, no, 100% not. What, you don't want a weed seltzer? No. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm doing it, I'm either going to... Don't gonna... say that too loud. PBR is going to make it. Yeah. It just and, and it, it's funny because you stop and think about it. We talked. It's been a while that we talked about this, but one of the execs from... 
Coors, decided to leave Coors and start his own weed beer thing. Lagunitas is doing it. There's a lot of these companies that are popping billions of dollars into this. I mean, Constellation's pouring a ton of yes. money into... It's a big gamble. Yeah. Now, it has more likelihood of working than, say, the Brute IPA. But... I mean, Constellation, nearly nearly $4 billion investment. Which is crazy, considering they spent, what, $2 billion on uh, yeah. Ballast Point? Yeah. Oh, two or one? One. What? I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 right. So they spent four billion on a thirty-eight percent stake in a Canadian marijuana producer. Like the people who five years earlier had said, "Hey, we should probably start a weed business," and then you know suddenly get valued at four billion dollars. Right. Like, all right, we made some right choices here. Yeah, I really like this. Like most pot drinks are either aimed at serious all-day stoners with a hundred milligrams of THC per bottle. Or at entry-level lightweights with 2.5 milligrams of THC per bottle. It's like, I love weed, but I don't want to stop myself after a third of an iced tea, and I don't want to have to down 10 of them. Well, it, like, it, it makes perfect sense. And it does, because here's the other thing, too, that this writer is pointing out. Like, full disclosure, he's like, I've tried most of these, and they taste like flavored bong water. Well, yeah. Yeah. Number one. Number two, it is an edible. An edible takes time to break down in your system. So, as he's pointing out, if... Let's say Jeffrey, for the first time ever, decides, I'm going to get me a weed beer. And it's a 16-ouncer. And Jeff just cracks that whole bad boy. Next thing you know... And he's not feeling it. And he's not feeling anything. So he's going, well, you know, maybe I should, I should maybe get, another one. get another one. And then all of a Guess sudden... Guess what? He doesn't feel that one either. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jeff is... Maybe I need a brownie. Up. I need a brownie. That'll help. Yeah. I need to kickstart it. I need some food in my system. Right. And then, yeah, next thing you know, Jeff is fucked up beyond all belief. Because it took a couple of hours for that edible to actually kick in. Dirty bong water. And do what it's supposed to do. Whereas if you take other ways of ingesting it, it works pretty much immediately. So I, I, I don't know. Like this to me, I think as much as we've made fun of it, this article points out a lot of the things that I've always thought of. This is just a bad idea to begin with. Yeah. It's, it's niche. Yeah, it's very niche. And dumping all this money in it? Well, no. Well, so the four billion dollars was in a, in a into a grower. It was is a little different. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they're they're hedging that the weed business is going to be the yeah, thing. Period. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, we're probably going to make some some beer with it. Hedging, too, whatever. <laughs> we're going to make a grapefruit grapefruit sculpin <laughs> grapefruit sculpin hundred milligram Kush. Yep. It'll be four twenty a bottle. That'll be great. Four hundred twenty dollars a bottle. habanero sculpin Kush. Woof. Pimento cheese? Kush. <laughs> Maybe cannabis drinks really are going to be the next kombucha and not the next new Coke. I kind of feel like it's going to be new Coke. I don't... Um, like, I, I feel like this is going to be a thing for a hot second until the next thing comes along. Well, <laughs> it, but not only that... <laughs> Read aloud for the listeners. I'm willing to try a weed beverage that tastes and feels better than the crap I've had after six years as a marijuana industry reporter. I'm just also cognizant of the fact that hundreds of millions of dollars have been wasted on dumber ideas before. <laughs> That's got to be fun at networking events. So what do you do? Uh, I'm a local marijuana reporter. I mean, geez. I've read about weed. Oh. Yeah. Shoot. That's a long that's yeah, a, that's a lot of words for somebody that covers marijuana. See, he's breaking a stereotype right there for you, Jeff. Sure. Not all weed users are lazy. But I mean, I think long story short, it took him three years to write this. You look at this and, and it brings up a lot of valid points. I think the biggest one is the fact that this is an edible and how many times do people who don't understand how that stuff works make that mistake that we mentioned where Jeff has not one but two beers and then a brownie, and next thing you know, Jeff can't see. Jeff can see through time and space for the next forty-eight hours because he can't come down. Did we talk about it on the show where um, the number of emergency room visits in Denver has spiked? We did not, but so the, I'm not the number surprised. the number of ER visits in in Denver has spiked, and it's almost all of the increase is marijuana related issues. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
people freaking out because they can't come down. And then past I've, that. I've never done this before. I've eaten too much. And uh, why? Past that, they're already starting to see that chronic weed use. Uh, see what I did there. Is, uh, is, is causing an issue for actual surgeries. Like patients are waking up in the middle because the anesthesia doesn't work the same way anymore. Oh, word. So, That's scary. So FYI, you know, like if you partake. That's so maybe scary. take an edible before I go into <laughs> surgery. <laughs> That's a grand idea. It's like you can't eat anything for 12 hours before this procedure. Like That's cool. But I can drink a bunch of flavored bong water. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted some flavored bong water. Bong water. All right, so I found this article. I thought it was pretty interesting that they asked 20 brewers, what are the worst trends in beer right now? So these are all just quick little hot takes. Oh, yeah. It's not so, like, some of these are a little too precious. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm a super fancy guy. Yeah, so the first one up there is just lactose in an IPA. I, I, I'm behind that. Not a fan of lactose and IPAs. I know Wells likes it. Some of it. Not all of it, but some of it. Look, it can be done well. If it's done well, I like it. This one I feel like is, is a, an important one. Big beer creating new breweries in popular beer-centric destinations while posting them as independent startups. Yeah. Like, that's that's just... That sucks. Yeah, and Portland is, like, rife with that type of shit. I'm surprised Asheville has not been attacked more. I kind of thought it was going to, but... I kind of feel like Asheville would probably push some of that out before it came in. You think? You would think, but... Yeah. I don't know. People still go to Wikiweed all the time. Like, hear the stories about how busy the tap room is. Oh yeah, because most people don't care. Yeah, I mean that's the reality so, of it. I mean we are we are niche. Yeah, very. So there's that. Very. Uh, the, one of the big ones is just the overall just rampant sexism and ignorance that exists in this culture, which is it's sad sometimes. And there's a lot of stories where I've wanted to talk about some of this shit. But as three white dudes, I don't feel like we have the ground to cover it. We're not sufficiently woke for this? No. We're not. <laughs> Enough to say don't do it. I mean, Right. I mean, it's plain and simple, but... We could just call ourselves the Caucasian Beer Cast. Caucasian Beer Cast. Oh, that's, that's what the C stands for. CB Cast. <clears throat> <laughs> this one I was fully behind because, as most of you famously know, I quit Untapped years ago because I thought it was stupid horseshit back then. <sighs> And it's stupid horseshit back now, and I'm not like other people who we know who are back on Untapped. I quit and deleted it and never went back. And you know, like that's fine. If you know, you, every everybody has their reason for it. I think the the point that this that Corey Gargiula from wow. Evil Twin is trying to make here is that when all you care about is that check in, mm -hmm. then you're not really like. It's not even really about the beer. It's about getting that check in. Yeah, when it's about the badges and it's not about the beer, it's pointless. Yeah, and that's what Untapped. To me, was there's a way to balance that, and I've gotten there. Have you know, you? yeah, and and like I, I'll check in stuff for, uh, for the show, you know, kind of like advertising, if you will, um, and then I check in stuff every once in a while. But like, I don't check in every beer I drink anymore, because I like Makes sense. Like, do I really need to check in pineapple three C IPA for the eighth time this week? Well, yeah, and that's part of it too. Is like, yeah, do I need repeat check ins? And but still, it just I still like I still appreciate the fact that I have stuck with it so that if I see something I can look and see if I've had it before and what did I think about it but yeah I know I, I understand what they're getting at I mean like if you're not yeah this next one's big because we've run into this before and this is a brewery packaging and selling unfinished beer stuff that is not ready for prime time some of them are going to GABF so that's kind of funny the guy from Barrel culture is talking about the dangers of mixing in fruits right before packaging. And I'm like, that's your entire M.O. Like they got. Oh, God. <sighs> Pot. That Kettle. isn't the one that made the beer that purposely was like, don't trade this because it'll explode. Is it? I, I mean, it, no. it's like basically looks like popsicles and beers. Okay. I mean, it was and there were problems. So I guess. If anybody's going to talk about there being issues with non-pasteurized things, it's going to be them. But yeah. damn. Uh, this one I've never really run into. Yeah. What the hell is a slow what, pour pilsner? pilsner? I've never run into that. I was going to ask you to. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Like it maybe weird, just takes weird a flex. while. Is it like over carbonated or something? Uh, weird flex, but okay. Mm. Oof. 
This one hurts. Yeah, seltzers and breweries is another one. Yeah. That's, that's, if your brewery makes a seltzer, I think less of it, period, across the board. Which is funny because they're like, it's okay if you make hazy IPAs and pastry stouts and this and that, everything else. But like seltzers is where I draw the line. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he says even beer cocktails, but seltzers. Yeah, is beer cocktails are okay, man. But seltzers are too far. Yeah. This next one is very verbose, but basically it's the, you know, snake eating its own tail. The people that get hyped about all this, you know, limited release, standing in line, paying insane amounts of money for this beer. And they have to check it in at five stars. This is the greatest thing ever to help their trade value. But surprise, surprise, it's not a five star beer a lot of times. It just isn't. Right. I mean, like, we've had some Treehouse beer and it wasn't. Terrible, but it, it, it's not worth the effort it would take to get it. Meanwhile, the, the point that I think gets lost a lot of times is is thrown in here really well. You know, somebody pays more than the brewery price. They're not happy with it. Maybe yeah. it exploded. You know, maybe it just wasn't good to begin with. But they traded a premium to get that can or those cans. The trading partner doesn't get the bad rap. The brewery gets the bad rap. But the brewery was selling it at a specific price, well, which I'm, then you know the secondary market took off with. Yeah, so that's this was not worth what I paid for it. Like that that gets twenty dollars? Kind of no, three hundred. Well, weird battle idiot. because who do you blame in that case? I mean, nobody's ever going to blame themselves, but that's where it really needs to land. I mean, you know, the secondary market's the secondary market. Like we're not going to impact that. But I can't stand the fact that, you know, that's how it works. It it sucks. Yeah. But people go and they do it and they make money and like you know I like I'm I, I hate the game I don't hate the player I hate the game you know it's just it's the way it is and unfortunately for a lot of these breweries you know they they put out something and now suddenly it's hard to get their beer and are they really any good this this one in uh, Cleveland or yeah Cleveland we were talking about last show with their six hundred recipes or whatever you know are they actually any good right or was it one of these kind of things where they kept selling out and they added capacity and they were selling out of that because they never made the same beer twice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've got everybody, you know, like drooling over them and the hype Lords and everything else. And it's just, it's a bummer. It is. Uh, next one. We kind of made fun of this earlier. Glitter beer. <laughs> Was glitter beer ever a trend? Nope. I don't think so. Uh, it, was this- a, it was a flash in the pan. You might say. This next one is is a valid point, and again, it's three white dudes. We don't have a lot of room to talk about it, but there is a lack of minorities or people of color inside of these breweries. It's basically white folk. Yep. For the most part. Uh, This next one is another interesting one, which we don't necessarily see all the time, but we know it happens out there, but distribution and getting consolidated. Yeah. So not only is... You know, craft breweries, they're getting bought up. A lot of these small independent distros get bought up. They get consolidated. They become a Coors House or an AB House. And then... It it creates a super challenging retail environment for all the independent craft brewers, says the people who charge like $30 a bottle. Jolly Pumpkin. They're good, though. Uh, the the whole pastry stout movement basically whole pastries going into stouts like yeah you see you see them on Instagram and they're like hey today we're making a beer and we're throwing Lucky Charms in yeah. with Count Chocula ew like did you well, that's not a a pastry we're talking about like throwing in full ass pop tarts or something or right well I mean instead of actual ingredients that give the flavors throwing in like the cereal or the pop tart. Cereal isn't pastry. Okay. Okay. Just like DDH isn't DDHing, right? Oh, that thing. And that's still a thing. And it's huge right now. It's, it's yeah. Everything's DDH'd. But is it really DDH'd? It's that SAT question. Yeah. Sometimes double dry hopped is DDH, but not all DDH is double dry hopped. Yep. Or vice versa. Something like that. Yeah, and, and you know, this the Buttonwoods Brewery never heard of them, but you know, he's talking about adding fifteen pounds of hops per barrel. Good grief. Can you even taste that? 
No, that yeah. was his point. It's literally throwing money down the drain. Yes, but they get to say they put 15 pounds of hops in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the next one, over the meatheads of just, you know, some of the sex. And we've called a lot of these places out for doing some of this stupid shit. But the sexes and... Worst beer blog is a ton of... That's a ton of fun. If y'all aren't following yeah. that on Instagram, like, just pointing out all the shitty things that happen in craft beer on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for some reason, folks are still starting up breweries and thinking it's, you know, cool to make a dirty blonde and I'm going to put a... Oh, my God. They're going to make... Uh, the panty new, dropper. New brewery. Dirty blonde joke in three, yep. two. So awful. Yeah. Uh, this one is kind of an interesting take on it, but it's a good take. Loggers are starting to become a little bit more popular now than they used to be. And when they're well-made, they're well-made. But when they're trash, they are trash. And yep. Uh, but poorly so made. why single out loggers? Like, because loggers take more time. Like it's it's the easiest. It's it's the most diametrically opposed to fast money, and I think that's their point. Like, yes, you can make a logger with cheap ingredients and turn it fast, and it's gross. Yes, don't do that. Do it right. Spend more time. That's Freem. Yep, love those guys. I think this one kind of goes along with the untapped or rape beer or any of that stuff. And it's just talking about how, you know, sometimes Wells will five-star something. And because Wells five-starred something, we're all going to circle jerk around that five-starred beer. And mm. how it's it's just not a good scene. Okie cookie. Okie cookie. And it's not. And that was why, part of the reason why I... Honestly, don't like talking well, beer the, with you guys. This is actually this one. If we're looking at the same one here, this one's actually talking about like you know having a beer and saying you know like so so having the IPA that we've got here and saying yeah, but like it's not too hearted. Like comparing it to oh that okay. that main you know like I just kind of no like don't get me wrong that's a good West Coast IPA but it's no Pliny you know there's like, no Pliny the younger there's no Pliny you know and, and like here. Yeah, I mean, is this good? Is this one beer yeah. in your hand good? And it's that it, you know, it's that whole thing of like I want it to be, in you know, like its own thing, mm -hmm. but I also want it to be similar to what I like. And that's a, that's a real delicate balance when most breweries have no idea what I like. Well, yeah, and not only that, <laughs> what you've had, right? And but somehow I'm the expert, right? Because right. I have an untapped account. Yeah, and we rate beers on this show, so we're the experts. We're part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the super fruited beers, which yeah. is still a thing, I, but I don't feel like it's as big as it used to be. Maybe I'm wrong. It, they're still out there, obviously. It's just, you know, it's it's starting to normalize a little bit. Um, I don't mind it every once in a while, but it's not my go-to for every, for, for all the time. You know, like I, I just, I don't always want to chew my beer. There was a, a point that I keep seeing in a meme that's, you know, all you drink is pastry stouts, but not regular stouts. And all you drink is like heavily fruited kettle sours, but not like, you know, traditional lambics, goozes, whatever. You just like sugar and not yeah. beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's that's dead on. Well, and that kind of goes to this. And New England this, IPAs. You could throw New England IPAs in that, too. The, the final point. Well, not the final point, but this next one, which is. The Starbuckification or the Chardonization of craft beer. You know, you've got two breweries that are across the street. What makes your IPA different than the one across the street other than it says IPA X and this says DDH. IPA Y? DDH. Right. I think we had more of a problem with this a few years ago when Charlotte breweries weren't, or I guess new breweries in general weren't doing a very good job of uh, diversification. Uh, but, you know, speaking of the Charlotte trend, you know, it takes companies a little bit of time to figure out, you know, who they are and to establish an identity. And um, I'm seeing new breweries uh, being able to do that a little faster yeah. than yes. their than their predecessors did. Well, I mean, Divine Barrel is a great example of how kind of quick out of the gate they started doing different styles quickly. And it wasn't this, we have this kettle sour, we have this IPA, and we have this stout. Or what was it, you know, it used to be like they'd open up and it's like, oh, we've got a pale ale, a blonde. You know, an IPA and a brown. Yep. You know, and like 100%. No, nobody launches with a brown anymore. No. Which is, I mean, fine by me, but. Yeah. You're. 
I, look, n- when nobody makes them well, well, when most people don't make them well. Yeah, I get like, that. I get that. When they're well made, though, they are well made. Sure. Uh, next one is just the overall sweetness sometimes of some of these beers, which I tend to avoid. Like well said earlier, if you are drinking these pastry stouts and these fruited IPAs and all this fruit, you don't like beer, you like sugar. Go drink soda. And the, the final point, just the overall, the internal unsatisfied drinker, that person that's just not happy with anything. Your beer sucks. You know, this other one is better. There's just this. Uh, you know, we, we tend to be like, you know, <laughs> we literally have gone on for how many years now complaining, six. complaining about everything. Yeah. Six so years. Like, like I feel like. Like that one hurts. What 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 do the kids say today? Like that that one hits me right, or you know, like whatever. It's big it's, oof, big it's, oof. Yeah, hits me in the feels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, you know, you gotta gotta draw that line somewhere, I guess. That's true. Speaking of things that sound weird. Yeah. Have you? If either of you gentlemen ever had a pickleback before? Yeah. A pickle what? Pickleback. Is that? Did they do that song All Star? <laughs> yeah. Rock Star. Photograph. Photograph. Jeff, you've never had a pickleback, really? I would no. Okay, so typically it's a bourbon of some type. Most likely, it's going to be a Jack or something, you know, a cheaper bourbon. Sure. And then you f- take a shot of it and you follow it up with a shot of pickle juice. Yep. Oh, okay. I mean, like, I, surprisingly tasty. It no, no, really I really like, is good. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, well, or I shouldn't say don't get me wrong. I haven't said anything yet, but I, I like pickles. Yeah. You know, dill pickle for I, sure. I love I, me some I, I refuse to acknowledge sweet gherkins as a pickle. Yeah. I that agree. is disgusting and an abomination on humanity. Amen, brother. I'm I'm there with butter. Dill pickle, I'll even do like those Italian like dill hot pickles. Those are real good. Yeah, I was saying I'm there even with butter pickles. Like that's no, not that's a thing gross either. too. Like it shouldn't like, be sweet. Give me or, dill, or give me kosher. Yo. You don't like pickles, you just like sugar. No, no, no. no. Dill pickle, definitely not sugar. Yeah. Kidding, kidding. Maybe a little bit, but not much. So they've got a sour pickle beer, huh? Mm-hmm. So there's a apparently a sour pickle, pickle called Best Made, and they have teamed up to make a beer with their pickle juice or their pickle brine in the beer. I'm kind of interested. So I maybe say, if I get some so of this delicious maybe brine, maybe if I have one of uh, this particular beer sitting in my fridge, I should bring it. Yeah. Okay. I've had a locally made yeah. pickle beer called. Uh, Pickle Rick. It Pickle was a goza. Pickle Rick! It was, um, the name was great. All yeah. right, I will, so so I have uh, uh, John, you know. Yeah. Um, gave me a can of this uh, North Carolina beer that is a dill pickle imperial goza. I will bring it for I'm the in. next show. I'm in. I mean. I Like, I don't know when, I, it's like, I'm going to share this with somebody. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a good Whales for Wishes one, too. You could save it for that if you wanted to. Know about that? Okay, <coughs> it's just something fun and interesting. Yeah, you know, and that's really what this is to me. Like, I'm seriously ISO in this just to say I've tried it because no, I, 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 pickleback's not terrible. Look, look if you want to, if you got a taste for pickle, I'll hook you up. I don't want to <laughs> answer that. <laughs> I need an adult. Please help. Jeff's an adult. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know. Just if, if any any listener happens to be near. The Martin House Brewing Company, and can get even one of these. Hit, hit us up, contact or hate mail craftbeercast.com. I would love to try one of these. Dedicated to the salty lady. So, this is in Texas. So, yeah. if you're in the Texas area and you can get your hands on this, let us know because I'd love to try it. I think we'd all try it. Yeah, and, no, and well, if you've like, never like, had a pickleback, you need to try it. Oh, again, I don't. Uh, I don't do a lot of cocktails when I go out. That's not a cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> let's no. just get that out of the way real yeah, no, quick. It's a shot. All right, it's so a it's shot of house whiskey and like some pickle juice. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. So you've got some house whiskey. I don't at drink your a home? lot of hard alcohol when I'm out. Okay, because well, you don't I, have to do it when you're out. It's not a cocktail. You've got. You've got to have a. I've, I've got a bourbon. Yep. So do it. Try right, it. It's yeah. it's it's weird in the way that it interacts. Oh no no! I I told like I I. Could. It's definitely a what have I done? Why am I? Oh okay oh, okay oh. cool. This is pleasantly surprising. Unless about you thirty hit minutes later, my wi- wife walks my into wife. the office. She's like, "Why are you laying on the floor? <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's ten a.m. <laughs> smells like vinegar in here. Are you okay? All right, are we ready for break? Always. Yes, indeed. We will be back in thirty. 
And we're back. And now we're back. It's time for Bite and Buy. Jeff, how does that work? Uh, Bite and Buy. We're going to talk about the beer that we have been drinking through the show. I know that's a big surprise. You must be a new listener. Did you not know that we were drinking beer through this entire show? If you didn't, you probably didn't realize that we are going to talk about said beer and decide whether or not we would buy it or not. Because at the end of the day, like that's really what it all comes down to. Are you going to spend your money on this beer ever again? Of course, now it gets a little complicated with this first beverage we have up because it's not technically a beer. It's not even on Untapped. I couldn't check it in. Damn. Couldn't get the. But points. we talked about this. Oh, man, we talked about a few of these long wow. time ago. Um, and this is Lagunitas Hop, uh, Hoppy Refresher. It's a zero carb, zero alcohol. I mean, I, I guess technically, is this a seltzer? Can we call it a seltzer? There's no alcohol in it, so I guess not. It's not a hard seltzer, right? It's just mm, no seltzer doesn't have to have alcohol. It's Isn't it like a mineral water? Oh, it's either a carbonated or a mineral. Carbonated water. water. One of the two. So, so it's seltzer water. Club soda, with hops. With hops. With hops. Yes, and like <coughs> it's such a weird thing. So it's like super clear, and it's like if you've ever tried to drink green milk, it's super difficult. Like put food coloring in your milk just for funsies, and oh. by funsies I mean you'll hate yourself for it. Um, yeah. I want some more of this. Okay. I got you. Uh, so at any rate, uh, carbonated water, dried hops, nutritional brewer's yeast, natural flavors. This is gluten-free. It smells like knee-high peach. So this is smell, and I'm just like, mm, a little bit. Okay. A little like, bit. I, I like this. It smells good. And then I tasted it, and um, I hated it. Now, that being said, I am not a fan of club soda, or mineral water or carbonated water. Like Seltzer water. Yeah, it's just that, that I, don't, I don't like that. Okay. So Any I think that's... why? I don't know. It's just okay. I, ne- I never have. I just okay, never have. fair it's enough. Just, it's just a weird thing. I, and, and I think that's what's stopping me on this. Um, the hops carry through. Sure, it is literally hop water. Um, I can see this being... Good for a lot of people. It's just not not my bag. I bought it be- out of, on, a, on an impulse because I was like, oh, yeah, that's the thing we were going to talk about and have and try it one time. And uh, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I tried it. Uh, but it's a no buy for me. Okay. Well, it's, I mean, to Jeff's point, it is hop water. And if this was in cans, oh, my gosh. Like, just imagine what the pools could look like. Uh, this is, I like it. I mean, look, I, I enjoy this. Jeff's right on the money about the peach. Uh, the flavor is, I mean, definitely fruit forward uh, hops. But I mean, shoot, this is just—I don't know. It's it's refreshing. It's a—I'm surprised I like it, Josh. So this is what's doing this peach is the hop. Mm-hmm. No other ingredients. It's just the hop. Itself. Well, there's nothing else in it. It's right. Carbonated well, water. Well, what, hop. I, what I want to try to point out to people is that we always talk about floral notes and you know floral things this is the proof of how floral something can be because you can smell it you get a little bit of a taste of it but i mean definitely on the nose it's it tastes like peach or smells like peach i would not say this particular one but you know i for my mixers what do i use i use club soda yeah so like i could imagine kind of a citrusy one could work really good with some gin or really good with some just plain vodka. Yeah, sure. I mean, this, I know we, I kind of shit all over it when we first talked about it. Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. But now I'm kind of looking at it going, man, with the right hops, this could actually be something. Like, I might just start kegging some water and throwing some centennial hops in that bitch. Well, yeah, the question is, like, how much of a difference can you tell with centennial hop water versus... Citra hop water versus whatever. Right. So and you know, mosaic, do a whole series of this. Mosaic usually takes on the form of whatever it's around, so it just tastes like water. <laughs> so, no, this I, this could be a really interesting idea if more places would do this. So I'd yep. buy another one of these. Uh, next beer up. Uh, next beer up from Heist, uh, one of their cans. This is Emoj. Emo, is this like uh, Juicy's cousin or something like that? Um, double IPA brewed with... Mo, uh, how do you say that? Motuka? 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 Motika? M-O-T-U-E-K-A? Tika Wakiti? Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> El Dorado and Mosaic. Um, you know, it's it's a double IPA. It's 8%. It drinks heavy. Uh, it's a double IPA. It should. Um, 
You know, it's it's it, there's oranges all over the can, so it's, it's it definitely imparts a lot of orangey to me. Um, that or the subliminal advertising has totally got me. Um, it's okay. It's a decent beer. This is not really right in my wheelhouse, so I'm, I'm not going to buy it. But it's a it's a good beer. Wells, I'm all about it. I've got some big orange, uh, slight grapefruit, and pretty decent pineapple coming out of this. So. I mean, it's just fruit for days and nothing but hops, malt, water, and yeast. So, good stuff. Josh, where are you with this? Same thing with <clears throat> Triple C, where for the longest time I kind of ignored them and then realized that they made good stuff. It's a little different of a story. They kind of had some problems out of the gate, and I just wrote them off. And then Wells... Reeled us back in. Well, Wells just beat me into submission yes. with bringing in enough heist beer to the point now where I you like this heist. now, <laughs> and yeah, it's they're right up there of one of the Charlotte breweries that even if I know it's not my beer, I know it's going to be well made. But this is a damn good another New England IPA that they've made. So big buy. <clears throat> Next beer up. Okay, so Funky Buddha has a margarita goza. Now this isn't a regular goza; it's an eleven percent goza. Holy shit! So there's that. Um, you know, I taste this and everything that it kind of says it is, it is, but this drinks heavier than the actual margaritas that I make. I, um, it's a fun sip. It's a fun, get it on a flight. I cannot see ever drinking any more than just a couple ounces of this. It's, it's a tough beer to drink. And this is the, I had another bottle at one point. It was not good. Okay. So no buy for me. Wells. It's a fun sip. I'm just glad that I was able to keep it down. Uh, I'm a I'm a gigantic no buy. This was terrible. Josh. I was a smell and wanted to pour, but I thought, you know what? Gotta take one for the team. How bad was it though? I took one sip and immediately dumped it. That's just atrocious. <sighs> it is real bad. It's whole it's dump bad. bucket just smells like it now. Yeah. Now the house is gonna smell oh, oh. I mean, the, ho- the house isn't going to smell unless you puke it up all over the place. Well, yeah, I don't plan on it. Which, by the way, just really quick, how do you make your margaritas? Because I'm uh, assuming you don't do the margarita mix, nope, right? Nope. Um, tequila, some kind of orange liqueur, uh, half a lime squished up in there, some agave syrup. Okay. Clean, nice. Uh Sometimes I'll finish it with like a little splash of Sprite just mm-hmm. to kind of lighten it up a little bit. Um, but I got to be careful when I do that because we drink them too fast in that case. <laughs> what's the point? Well, what, right. what, what's lighten this up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing could go wrong, right? I mean, like, you know, what's the, uh, you know, what's, what's the option here? So, you know. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just like, like I've had margaritas. This is not very good. The Claxton. What does that mean? We got a Chuck beer, folks. Uh, Chuck sent us beer uh, from our uh, good friends. I say good friends like we've ever talked to them. But, uh, hey, they, they sent us a package. They, they sent us, yeah, they, they sent us a package, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, uh, for the folks down at Monday Night Brewing in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, this is Dark Subject Matter, an Imperial Stout. I was looking around on this, trying to figure out like what all was going on with it. Uh, the only thing I could find that was it says "heavy, thick, mortal." <laughs> so, so there's that. Um, but uh, damn, this is good. Uh, it's nice and roasty and chocolatey. And uh, is this like barrel aged? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I, I would imagine. You know, I, I suspect they probably have a barrel aged version of it. Um, I mean. For crying out loud, Chuck sent me a, a picture of like a bottle of their whiskey, like they're making whiskey now. Uh, yes, please. Yeah, I know. And I was just like, well, that's that's wow, that's super cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And it seems to be kind of the go-to move for a lot of these breweries. Is eventually they open up a distillery arm at some point. I mean, you think about it, <clears throat> it makes sense. So many of them have to source barrels for their beer. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And and. Um, uh, no Lie in Spokane had kind of a partnership with Dry Fly Distilling, which was literally right next door. And Dry Fly would just roll their barrels right next door to No Lie, and No Lie would use their barrels. I mean, like, the only thing better than that is making your own barrels. Yeah. So, yep. uh, 
any rate, uh, Dark Subject Matter, Imperial Stout, uh, this is real good. This is real damn good. I like this a lot. I'm a buy on this one. Wells? Adjunct Free Imperial Stout. Had to look it up. What's in it? Nothing. Imperial Beer. Stout. Imperial Stout. And and damn, if this just doesn't taste like a whole bunch of goodness slammed into one little can, uh, this is this is a tasty beverage, and uh, I'd like to see some barrel treatments on this. Oh, hell yeah. Josh, where are you? Yeah, this is damn good. I mean, it's Monday night. Uh, not, 100%, right? it's not, a hard, not 100% wins with us, but generally pretty good. Yeah. And we know that they make yeah. a quality beer. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it's Monday night, Josh. What's your point? Oh, no, you mean the brewer is Monday night. I yeah. got you now. Yeah. Who's so, on first? Who's on first? But, yeah, I mean, this is damn good. And, and like Wells said, this is nice. It's not an adjunct pastry nonsensical stout. It's just a stout. It's a stout. And Every now and then, somebody like has the guts... To be brave and make a straight up imperial stout. Yeah, I mean, without pop tarts or gimmicks or glitter. <laughs> For all right, first person to make a glitter imperial stout is going to be like my. You hero. know that's been done already. Uh, Somebody's done it. Somebody made one that was like glitter and like, charcoal. Like it was weird looking. Okay then. Yeah, all the activated charcoal and beer or whatever. Yeah, gross. Thankfully, that never took off. All right, Jeff, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? Yeah, so uh, so we had four beers, and um, if you if you could have a keg of this, you drink that much of the, of any one of these beers, which would you drink? Uh, for me, it is the dark subject matter. Uh, that's just real good. It's 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 just nice. To, well, it's kind of to your point. It's just nice every now and then to have a non adjuncted imperial stout that's done well, and this fits all of those for me. So, dark subject matter for me. Wells, what are you tapping? Dark subject matter was sure as hell was tempting, but I'm going to have to go with the emoji. I mean, you know, call me again in a couple months when it's cold outside and I'm not wearing flip-flops, but for right now, I, you know, that's just where it is for me. Josh. Man, this is tough. Yeah. This is really tough because emoji was really good and... Dark subject matter was tasty as hell. He's doing the margarita good. goes to watch. Yeah, you mean the one that I dumped? Oh, right. My bad. Yeah. No, I'm going with the hop water, y'all. No. <laughs> I've got to go with dark subject matter because it's just, it is so nice sometimes to just have a non-adjunct pastry stout. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And kudos for it being well made. Yep. And, I, and it, on top of all that, it's a chuck, chuck beer. beer. It's a chuck beer. Dang. Every now and then he If gets, he keeps this up, he might get a reputation. End of the show Where are we at Alright so thanks for listening uh, Come check us out on Patreon.com Slash Crapbeercast If you'd like to support us Or like If you don't really have Dollars to throw away And I totally get that uh, Maybe tell a friend uh, We're on pretty much All of the uh, Podcast options I, We're on Spotify Yeah I mean like you're not going to get recommended or anything like that, but you know we're on Spotify, so there's that. We're that big. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> Google Play, Apple, iTunes. Um, not on Stitcher because fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah. They kept like putting ads in our shows, mm-hmm. and we got nothing for it. Yeah. So forget that. Um, or you know, like subscribe to us just like straight up on our website. That's fine too. Uh, yeah, but you yeah, can just like, go to listen.craftpeercast.com and yeah. subscribe that way. But yeah, you know, like telling a friend, you know, just helps. I, I mean. Not financially or anything like that, but you know, like we, we appreciate you and all the little things that you do to, to talk us up to your friends. Um, we got a website, craftbeercast.com, uh, facebook.com slash craftbeercast, you know, whatever you want to do with that. Uh, or, you know, hit us up on the Twitters. Uh, Josh is really good about replying to people at CBcast on the Twitters. Wells, are you at the Caucasian Beercast? No. Okay. Find me the epic beard cast. <laughs> you can find me at all the wells, one word on the Insta Twits. Josh, where are you hiding out? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate us and review us on that podcatcher that you're using. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. Uh, give us story ideas or you know, beers you want to trade. If you want to make a trade, shoot us an email if you want. Contact or hate mail at craftbeercast.com and Jeff or I will get to you at some point. Uh, other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.